Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Bryce Vance. Bryce is a founder and CEO of Funnel and a partner at Virtually Limitless, and he can be found online at BryceVance.com. Bryce, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sandy. So Bryce, you have these formal technical titles, but we're chatting beforehand. You really run more on your passion. So why don't you tell us a little about that? Yeah, more or less. It. I mean, even the business started with trying to figure out who I was and what I was passionate about and, and really kind of make a life that I didn't need a vacation from that was really instrumental into keeping me on a progressive path, right? And so Funnel Driven was founded on the core concept of who am I at core? Like, what's my what's my passion that's always been there? And it's, it's always revolved back to technology of some kind, right? I had my first computer when I was like five because my father was a computer technician to early adopter on cell phones and mobile tech to like all of this stuff, podcast equipment and mobile technology. And I even transferred that into some of my curriculum. And while going through all of the the mess of trying to figure out who you are, right? Like I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know what my why was. I made plenty of mistakes when I was young in high school and college, just going through that old rigmarole of, well, why am I here? right? And worked job after job, didn't really love any of it, but there were certain things that I picked up on. And that led to me discovering that my passion was helping people leverage and understand technology to be able to utilize that to get back to their true potential. We're all born limitless. We limit ourselves through either education or lack thereof or experience or trauma or whatever that is. And we live in a society today where there's almost always some kind of technology that can help you overcome that and help you come back to your true potential. And that led me down this path of, okay, how do I focus on my passion, but how do I make an impact with my passion rather than just being like a starving artist, right? So your passion led to which business first? Funnel Driven was the first one that was a passion-led company. So tell us what you're doing there. So it's evolved over the years. Uh, Funnel Driven started as a digital marketing company that was designed to break the status quo of what marketing firms were doing. And in 2017, when I founded the company, it was a pretty standard tradition that a marketing company would lock somebody into a one to five year contract, whether they needed to or not. There was typically very little work done on an ongoing basis. There wasn't a ton of communication. It was more or less a traditionalistic aspect to, we know what we're doing. We don't care about what you want to do. Just listen to us, right? 
So I founded Funnel Driven as a way to really put power back into the business owner's hands of this is our voice, this is our mission, this is our statement, this is our tone. Let's use that and let's be able to capitalize on that so we can identify our ideal clients and then leverage the digital aspect, social media, Facebook, Google, et cetera, on a pretty low learning curve, right? So we've evolved that to now a white glove experience where we help business owners thrive, not survive by conquering their daily complacency and leveraging technology such as artificial intelligence to identify, capture, and convert their ideal clients when, where, and how they want to be communicated to. You mentioned complacency in there. Talk to me about that. So it's probably my biggest pet peeve. Uh, (laughs) I was guilty of it for a long time. One of the fundamental issues that I have with really any society not necessarily just today, but society as a whole, is there's a level of complacency for things that people inherently just accept because they don't want to put in the work effort or go through the uncomfort to not have to acknowledge that. And what I mean by that is, for instance, in 2021, we live in a world where you can start a business from your cell phone in your living room and be profitable within the first year. And yet, 62% of businesses don't have an online presence that generate them an income. And 75% of my father's generation to my generation, baby boomers to millennials, still believe that you have to work 40 hours at a company you hate for 40 years to retire on 40% of your income because we were for the lack of a better term, programmed to believe that that was our only opportunity and then became complacent with, well, that's just how life is. I can't do anything about it. So why try? When the reality is, if you put in 5% of the effort that you're putting into complaining about the job you hate that you're working 40 hours a week at, or 5% of the effort you use to just look forward to screwing off on the weekend, you can quite literally turn your life around. I'm a living example of this and actually live what you're passionate about, help make an impact and incrementally change the world one person at a time and build a life that you don't need a vacation from. You just have to be willing to stop being complacent. As you're working with clients and you're seeing them make that shift, what are what is maybe your favorite client story of someone overcoming that complacency? I don't know if I'd necessarily say I have a favorite because uh, each client's a little different and there's a different relationship with everybody. I'd have to say my favorite moment in overcoming that complacency is actually one that's pretty common. Typically speaking, when we bring a new client on board, especially in the coaching and consulting field, there's a bottleneck that most of them have. And it's really twofold. The first fold is, am I my brand or is my brand an extension of me? And then the second side of that is how do we develop a program or programs that speak to my message that I want to amplify to create the impact I'm looking for 
without creating a situation where it's the John Smith show or the Katie Smith show or et cetera? How do you create something that can bring generational legacy and wealth and not be completely tied to you? And every single time we run into those, it really isn't that difficult of a problem to overcome. If, if you look at it from a holistic view, how do you develop a program that can outlive you? Well, you develop it with your impact in mind. If you're John Smith Consulting, well, maybe your program is Limitless Life, if that's what you do, right? That can outlive you. And if you have a bottleneck of, am I my brand or not? Well, technically both are true. Your business and your brand is an extension of you, but you and your business, especially if you're an impact-driven entrepreneur, are one and the same. You're not separate entities. When you think Amazon, you think Jeff Bezos. When you think Tesla, you think Elon Musk. Not because you have to, but because they are their brand. They are their mission. And seeing somebody's light bulb go off when we're having this discussion and really just unlocking that shackle that they've put on themselves because they're too close to the problem is a wildly rewarding thing to see because you can hear it, you can see it, you can feel it, and then you see them take action on that and it's changed the way that they're moving forward. And how do you see them moving through your coaching, your work, your processes, how do you see their influence, their impact changing in the world? Yeah. How do you see that growing in the world? I mean, we've, we've brought clients in that went from nothing to $40,000 a week in revenue through bringing them into omnipresent ecosystems and, and coaching them through how to really be that person of influence. But the easiest tangible is when people actually follow that path and dedicate to taking action on what they're wanting to do, what their passion is, what their impact is, and whether it be with us or someone else that can do what we do, allowing that pathway to accelerate their change, you start seeing people get notarized by Forbes or Business Insider or getting earned media or being on more podcasts or writing their first book and those are evolutions of not only the confidence of that person, but an evolution of their business and the, the growth of their company and the growth of their legacy and really the change they're looking to make in that world. Okay. And what do you think is the top challenge that you went through in growing your businesses? Myself. It was 100% myself. A, uh, <laughs> I still struggle with this to this day, to be fair. It's, I, because Funnel Driven was my baby, it still is, right? Now I've got four other companies on top of that, but blood, sweat, tears, time, personal development, restructuring, going to subterranean and back through this evolution of growing Funnel Driven I inherently developed a problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have when they start their first business or any business really. And you're so used to wearing so many hats that now you have to relinquish control of things to other people. And that is to this day, a challenge of mine. I recognize it. I understand that problem, but my biggest struggle in growing the company, any of the companies is 
convincing myself to allow somebody else to do something to free up my time. So you recognize this issue. Have you been able to shorten the time frame? You know, from recognizing that you're not relinquishing control to actually letting go of some of that? Yes, uh, but it it's something that, and it's something that we often talk about during our coaching calls or some of our content we put out there. It's not so much about shortening the time frame. It's It's more about just doing the thing that makes you the most uncomfortable. And like one of the topics we talk about, we're talking about amplifying your message later on, actually today in one of our clubhouse rooms, it's a weekly thing we do. And in that, we always have some commonality, right? That's, well, how do you grow, right? How do you, how do you amplify who you are? How do you amplify your message? How do you amplify the impact you're going to be making? How do you amplify your influence, right? And at the end of the day, it all boils down to you have to be willing to live in the uncomfortable zone. Because if you stay comfortable, growth doesn't happen when you're comfortable. Growth happens when you're uncomfortable. And by me recognizing that that's my bottleneck, every time I have that moment or that thought where I'm like, eh, I just do the thing harder. So, so like if I have a thought of, well, I don't really want to relinquish this. I'm like, all right, somebody hire somebody for this. Cause if not, it's not happening. <laughs> so. so all of this growth has led to all of this personal growth has led to company growth and all of that has increased your influence. How are you using the influence you've attained? So it's, I, I'm glad you asked that question. It's been a marvelous journey. Uh, part of it's selfish, I'll be honest, and part of it's not. The selfish side of it is I started using the influence to finally give me a reason to write my first self-published book. And that launched a couple months ago, How Prolific Mistakes Make Prolific Profits. The, that's the selfish side. Okay, because I've always wanted to be a self-published author, and I've been a guest author in several other publications, but I never put up the time to do it myself until really influence started building an authority and relevance did. That's been a great experience. The impact side is what I spend most of my time on. And the influence that we've got from Funnel Driven has allowed me to create Chimera Developments, which is an app development company that is currently working on about 18 projects to build out my coaching program at the Inbound Secret, where we help entrepreneurs really get their mindset right and get into a position where they turn their mess into their message. And my favorite one, Virtually Limitless, who I'm a partner of, we're now bringing together a one-stop shop, for the lack of a better term, of all the resources that an entrepreneur, a business owner, or content creator needs in one space and giving the power of knowledge and application back to the people. A social network that doesn't restrict your conversations as long as it's obviously not like, we're not allowing Hitler on the, <laughs> on the social network, but freedom of speech at, at a true course. An entrepreneurial's haven for being able to create content, syndicate content, and repurpose that content to make an impact. 
the ability to bring all of your tools that you need to develop products, sell products, source products, monetize products, and really amplify your influence in one place and putting the power of that back into the consumer's hands instead of in big tech. And that has all stemmed from that one little seed that started with Funnel Driven in 2017. And the influence just kept growing and growing and growing till now we're at kind of this blessed space where the majority of my day is spent on helping somebody else attain their influence or scale their influence and not really so much on, on me anymore. So you're at a point where you're focusing on other people and yet your own influence is growing as you do that. Correct. And you have this, you, well, what has been a dream is now becoming reality do you know what your dream is beyond that? What you, once your influence grows through this process, what you would be hoping to do at that point? You know, I don't think any of us really have a, an ultimate end all be all dream because I don't think I'm going to retire. I don't think I could retire to be honest, <laughs> but I think the, I think the, closest thing to an end-all be-all is I want to systematically be a part of the change that fixes the industries that I have a problem with and be at least to a small degree one of the fundamental starts at fixing the complacency that I see in society today. Well, Bryce, you have definitely given us a lot to think about today. If we want to connect with you online, where's the best place to do that? Easiest place is just go to www.brycevance.com. That's B-R-Y-C-E-V-A-N-C-E.com. And it's a link tree, so you can connect with me on any social. You can check out a couple of the company websites. You can learn a little bit about me, check out the book. And feel free to reach out. I'm an open book. If, If you want to reach out and connect, I'm happy to chat. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your passions and your thoughts around impact and influence. It's eye-opener, little eye-opener in there for us. Get us past our own complacency. You've got me thinking. (laughs) So thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Sandy. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.